0: Vox Quick Hits.
1: It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, what's up? Hello, and welcome back to What to Watch, the show where we tell you what to watch. <laughs> I'm Emily Vandorf. I'm Vox's critic at large.
0: And I'm Alyssa Wilkinson. I am Vox's film
1: critic. This week, I don't know if you heard this, Alyssa, but the Olympics are back in town.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> And
1: uh, it's the 2020 Olympics, even though, you know, time has (laughs) continued to move forward. I don't know what year it is. We all feel complicated emotions about this. But, you know, we don't feel complicated emotions about our favorite sports movies and sports TV shows. Uh, So we are going to be talking about some of those. Alyssa, what's your favorite sport to watch?
0: Um, I've recently written for the popular website Vox.com about baseball. So I should say baseball, but I also will throw in that I'm a huge hockey fan.
1: I love watching baseball. One of my favorite things to do is go to Dodger Stadium here in Los Angeles and see a game there. It's it's just a great place i've really gotten into soccer lately Hmm. thanks to my beloved lafc uh i might be actually going to see a game there very soon but uh i think you know the thing that makes a sports movie great is often not the thing that makes watching a sport great because in a great sports movie you kind of have to boil it down to like some sort of understandable conflict and that's why my first pick is the rookie coach back when you're really throwing How fast were you bringing it? I don't know.
0: 85? 86? That's not bad. Well, it is when the other guys throwing 90.
1: So this is a Disney sports movie. Disney used to make amazing sports movies until they just started making only franchise pictures. It is about a high school teacher who gave up on his dream of making Major League Baseball and then, through an unlikely series of events, is able to try out... And ends up making a team, and is a rookie at a let's say a much older age than most rookies who enter baseball are. He's played by Dennis Quaid, and you know Dennis Quaid is just one of those guys that you want to see playing a nice corn fed white American boy. And this movie is based on a true story, and director John Lee Hancock, who I think has always been a little underrated, turns it into kind of the exact sort of Americana corn that I I myself deeply enjoy, and also. Baseball's just such a good cinematic sport because it does boil down to those one-on-one matchups of pitcher versus batter. And it's just nice to see Dennis Quaid. He's he's one of those guys who's good at having a fake baseball form. I almost buy that he can throw a mean fastball. So the rookie on Disney Plus, just a little bit over two hours long. Alyssa, what's your pick?
0: Well, I was thinking about sports movies and and how many of them I enjoy. I was thinking about Fever Pitch, which is about my beloved Red Sox. I was thinking about Bring It On. But the one that I wanted to settle on and recommend is a little more obscure. It's a film called Fake It So Real. I've been to the bottom of the valley. I've been to the top of the mountains. I've wined and dined with kings and queens. I've ate dinner with little stubby mans when we had pork and beans. I'm the best, baby. So Fake It So Real is a documentary made by Robert Greene, and it is about amateur pro wrestlers. It centers on the Millennium Wrestling Federation, which has about a dozen wrestlers in it. And they're just kind of ordinary guys who spend their time uh, hanging out together and also coming up with ways to wrestle one another. I don't watch wrestling at all. (laughs) It's not of much interest to me. But what I love about this film is that it's trying to actually take a look at the meaning of fake and real. And it's using pro wrestling as a way to do that. Because of course, there's all this scripting, there's these dramas, there's all of this stuff that goes kind of underneath what people come to watch when they watch wrestling. And it also looks at why would people do this on a basically an amateur basis, especially when it beats up their bodies, they can get injured? Why do people come watch it? Why do people get invested in this sport? It's not a talking head type of documentary. It's more observational. Um, But Green, who is himself really into this kind of amateur wrestling world, he kind of just follows the guys and you really get to know them and get to know what they're doing and also start to ask some questions about what is authentic? Is this as strange as we think it is? Is it like theater? All of those great questions. Um, I really recommend it. I think it's a fun and thought-provoking watch. Uh, The movie is streaming on Amazon Prime currently and also rentable on iTunes and YouTube and all of those kinds of services, and it's about 94 minutes long. Emily, do you also like TV shows about sports?
1: I like TV shows about anything, Alyssa. That is one of those (laughs) things that is true of me. It's true. But I do have a sports TV show I think a lot of people haven't heard of. It's a show I think about a lot, and Mm. it came out almost 15 years ago, and that's the show Nimrod Nation.
0: This team has been playing together since the third grade, and they're not going to be denied here tonight. They come in with a very focused attitude, and we should have one Danny first game here on Superior Country Sports.
1: So, Nimrod Nation is a show about a bunch of high school basketball players in a small town in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. At the time, it sort of got compared to Friday Night Lights in terms of its themes and the ways in which it portrayed the world of high school basketball. And that's, you know, honestly, that's not a bad comparison. This is kind of a documentary version of that TV show. But I think this goes into some interesting places. I think this goes into some pretty deep and compelling places. And like, It is so rare to have a good basketball movie or TV show. It's one of the sports that I think is hardest to film just because it's about a team more than it is any individuals. And like Nimrod Nation does a good job of making you care about all the kids on this team and making you care about the town they're from and then sort of just dropping you into this world without like, doing too much hand-holding or anything like that. Um, It's really a wonderful program. I hope more people are able to check it out. I think it would be up a lot of people's alleys, including the person... I'm currently recording this podcast with Um, it's available on something called AMC plus it's also available on Sundance now and it's available on YouTube TV basically if you have a subscription to something Sundance related you have access to this AMC plus is honestly a really great little streaming service it's worth subscribing and seeing what else is on there but Nimrod nation's available there it's eight episodes of 27 minutes each it's a wonderful weekend watch especially in summer because it's set in the winter in upper peninsula Michigan and we could all use a little snow right now. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, what's your recommendation for a sports TV show?
0: So there are all kinds of sports TV shows that I enjoy. I, I have professed my love for terrible figure skating shows in the past. Um, on the flip side, there's, you know, Ted Lasso, which is super fun and great. But the one that always springs to mind is this show called Brockmire.
1: little pop-up for the third base side to giving chase. Does he have room? He does! in the third... And that means that we are drinking a fair Morris Town. Everybody drink a me. Ah. Salute.
0: The show stars Hank Azaria, and he plays this baseball announcer um, named Jim Brockmeyer. He was a famous Major League Baseball announcer. Um, but then he had kind of a public meltdown after he found out his wife was cheating on him.
1: Please imagine my surprise. When I opened my front door to find about a half dozen naked folks sprawled out in my living room, engaged in what can only be described as a desperate and a hungry kind of a lovemaking.
0: It went viral. He moved kind of in shame to the South Pacific for like 10 years just to get away from it all. And he comes back and the only job he can get is at a minor league baseball stadium in Morristown, Pennsylvania. The team is called the Frackers and it is owned by Amanda Pete. So I actually think this show has a lot of DNA in common with a show like Ted Lasso. I should say where Ted Lasso is a fairly clean show, this is like a fairly raunchy show, I would say in places, but they're both shows about men who are grappling with what it means to be an emotionally mature man um, and to maybe be a better person. It does take place at a baseball field. There is some baseball involved, but it's really more about Brockmeyer, his life, his like very, very kind of Two steps forward, a step and a half back pace towards becoming a little more moral, a little more empathetic. But I just really enjoy the show. I think the idea of minor league baseball announcers being the center of a show is really fun and funny, but also the show is Hysterical again, not for kids, but a really enjoyable show. Um, the episodes are around twenty-two minutes long. There was four seasons. The show is over now. Thirty-two episodes, and it's streaming on Hulu, or you can rent it on YouTube and Amazon and all of those places as well. Emily, sometimes I like to just go back and watch one episode of a TV show that is a little sporty. Are you the same
1: way? Yes, Alyssa, I do love just like a singular episode of a TV show that takes on sports. There are so many shows where they're like, let's just be a sports movie this week. Why not? Sure. And when I'm talking about like interpersonal conflict within sports, I think boxing is another really good one because it's always one on one. And for that reason, I got to pick the Battlestar Galactica episode, season three, episode nine, Unfinished Business. You never let anybody get inside.
0: I made my choice.
1: You ran away. So the conceit of unfinished business is really strange. The idea is that when the crew... Of the Battlestar Galactica, you know, gets into a place where they have a lot of, like, tension. They just hold an impromptu boxing thing where anyone can fight with anyone. Sounds like Vox. Yeah, which is a thing we know happens in workplaces all the time. (laughs) Um, But... This is a brilliant episode of television. It's honestly probably in my top 100 episodes ever made. It is deeply emotional, deeply raw, deeply compelling. It comes in a place in the series arc where the characters have just gone through something horrible. They've gone through a military occupation by the invading force, the Cylons, who are human-looking robots. And they escaped by the skin of their teeth, but they're back up in space. They're sort of floating around. And a lot of stuff happened to them that is filled in via flashbacks. So we see what life was like during the occupation, before that occupation, and we see all of the complicated things that developed. I've never seen a TV episode quite like it. And it's so good that I get past the conceit, which, again, is about everyone holding an impromptu boxing match to work through their tension, which, again, every workplace should do. Anyway, you can stream this on Peacock. It's uh, about 50 minutes long. There's an extended version that's longer, but watch the shorter one first. And uh, you can watch it for free with ads on Peacock as well. So you could just go check this out right now. Alyssa, what's your episode pick?
0: Well, the only sport that I engage in now as a grown-up is running. Um, So I have to pick the Office Season 4 Premiere Fun Run. This is going to be a very good year. Very good. Jan is at home. Jim is back. My protege, Ryan, is at corporate. Good stuff. Um, Andy and Dwight are rocking the sales team. I feel very blessed. (laughs) This is the episode in which Michael Scott uh, hits Meredith with his car, and she goes to the hospital for a fractured pelvis, and then uh, Michael tries to obtain forgiveness from Meredith. It doesn't work out so well, and it turns out that she gets rabies.
1: A woman shouldn't have to be hit by a car to learn that she may have rabies, but that is where we are in America, and that does not sit right. With me.
0: Michael decides he's going to stage a fun run. Uh, with the office in order to raise money for rabies. The full name of the fun run is Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Fun Run Pro-Am Race for the Cure, (laughs) you might remember. Um, And the whole office goes on a kind of run um, or really more of a walk around the neighborhood surrounding the office. This is also the episode in which we find out that Jim and Pam are dating. This is also the one where Angela is very mad at Dwight because he killed her cat Sprinkles. Um, But I feel like this this episode really brings together a lot of what's fun about The Office at its peak. It's kind of stupid. And in the end, the whole office just kind of builds community uh, by hating each other, which is what we love about this show. So it's the first and second episode of season four. The Office is streaming on Peacock. Um, you can also rent it. Or you could just buy the DVDs if you wish, because that is how I would say to do it. But in any case, you can get to it uh, easily and relive the magic and joy of the office and also be motivated to eat a ton of fettuccine before you go out on your daily run.
1: Thank you for listening, everybody. We're going to see you next week on Friday with another choice of what you should watch. Alyssa, we went on a lot of tangents in this episode, and I think that our editors will probably cut most of them out. I hope they didn't cut out the tangent where you talk for ten minutes about like how angry you are about just like the concept of competitive ballroom dancing.
0: Ugh. Can't stand it. Stupidest thing ever.